for business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less. Welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo, sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. We are back with Bacon Wrapped Business. Guys, this is going to be an amazing show. Completely amazing. And I'm not saying this to hype it up. But instead, the reason I say that is because I am featuring today Jason Katzenbach, who's one of the founders of Amazing.com. Now, if you have not heard of Amazing.com, you may have been hiding under a rock because they are the preeminent trainers of and experts on helping people launch, grow, scale a very profitable Amazon e-commerce business. Now, I remember purchasing the very, very first version of this course before it wasn't even named amazing way back. Oh, I want to say it was maybe 2012 or something of that nature. And it has been a marvel to watch how Jason, his partner, Matt Clark and amazing.com have not only grown as a business, but how they've educated tens of thousands. I think if my numbers aren't incorrect, Jason will correct me here in a second, about 30,000 students on how to really launch, grow, and navigate the ever-changing, crazy complex, but extremely lucrative world of using Amazon as a sales channel for physical products. Especially if you are starting from absolute scratch, do not know what to do. You don't have your own products, but you've always thought that this is something you might want to go down that road. There is probably nobody better to teach this than my guest today. And I'd like to welcome you, Jason, to Bacon Wrap Business. Thank you very much, Brad. Pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, let's get started. As I said, I think I bought the very, what was it called? Uh, was it called the Amazon uh, selling machine or something back in 2000? (laughs) (laughs) It was the amazing Amazon money machine. And then Amazon reached out to us a few months later. And don't do that. Yeah, and then, so I had to change it to the Amazing Money Machine. And then we started working with John Reese. I don't know if you know of John Reese. I know John very well, yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the legends, in my opinion, when it comes to uh, online businesses. Yeah. And he helped us with getting started and transitioning into ASM. And yeah, so, yes, yes, yes. I didn't realize it was that long ago because... Uh, yeah, the, the business, that was the start of just an explosive growth. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking inside my password manager right now, and it says April 28th, 2012, com, and my username and password was right there. Now, I've got a little bit of experience on Amazon from a failed e-commerce venture that I started up wasn't quite able to make it work. Now, Amazon was just one channel. It was not the only channel. It was actually the minor channel for me. But I remember going through a lot of your materials from back then and trying this out. I didn't launch my own other private label Amazon-only product in the past. And part of that's for various reasons. And a lot of it is because it's just, to me, it's always seemed really complex based on my personal marketing I guess, areas of genius. But I love the fact that one of the things that amazing.com does is help decomplexify, if that's actually a word, the process for people who are just getting started. And I want to preface that before I dive into 
sucking out all the great sizzling hot knowledge from your brain. But I want to let everybody know that I'm not planning on going super duper basic on this podcast episode. If you aren't aware of the incredible opportunity that still exists to create your own products and business selling on Amazon and on and off Amazon, then that's a whole nother story. And Jason has got some amazing materials for you. I'll give you a link right now. If you just want to go get a primer on this stuff, there'll be a link in the show notes. You can go to baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash amazing, and you can download all these other goodies and kind of get a primer on this. One of the reasons I brought Jason on this show uh, is two things. Number one, he is relaunching a completely updated version of amazing.com and all this training material that should be out anytime. But so many things have changed and there are some ideas I have for getting either myself and or some clients and partners back with some momentum on this. So I'm going to be asking some more advanced questions. And hopefully, if you're the type of listener that I really like, these are the kind of questions that you're going to really be paying attention to. So that being said, Jason, how do we make money on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) You find a need, you find an itch and teach them how to scratch it or give them the resource to scratch it, I guess. Exactly. That's what I find works anyway. Don't try to invent stuff that there's not a need for. Make sure there's a need and then figure out a solution for it. Absolutely. Well, so now, as I mentioned, like, you know, we could go into the whole backstory and the journey, but I really want to dive into some of the actionable stuff that people who think they've heard everything about Amazon go, you know, private label product, get it up there, compete, et cetera. But what I want to talk about are some of the, some of the big opportunities now some of the big changes that have happened, like, for instance, if there's some things that used to work that are no longer working, what are those? And what are the things that are, uh, have they kind of, kind of taken their place? Like, what are those opportunities? And I'll dive into some of the other aspects there, but I kind of guess let's start from that angle. Like, what sure. you- Since I've been involved full time with Amazon, that's been what, seven, eight years now. It was a completely different animal back then. Sponsored ads weren't part of it. In fact, the reason I had such success when my business partner, Matt, first taught me how to sell on Amazon, within four months of having my product on Amazon, I was doing over 100 grand a month profit. That was back in the day when uh, Dr. Oz was sharing about raspberry ketones and Garcinia Campoja. So I jumped right on that in perfect timing and I got in it. I mean, I was having like incredible days just with one product. But that was because I brought in an an external traffic SEO knowledge and I had some marketing knowledge. And so I really knew how to drive traffic to Amazon. Well, since then, Amazon has multiplied so much from its internal traffic. Like it's now, it's not quite a verb like Google it, but you know, Amazon, it pretty much comes, you know, it's going to be coming. And so Amazon itself has so much internal traffic now and they're driving traffic all the time. They're running ads all the time. And they've really developed their sponsored ads. So with that, that alone, like you have to be able to understand and learn sponsored ads. If you don't, Amazon's just making it so you can't compete. The cool thing is sponsored ads are awesome, in my opinion, because you get direct data. You're able to figure out exactly what keywords Amazon people are using on Amazon to be able to find your products. And then you optimize your listing, your products on Amazon based on the the most profitable keywords to get even more rankings. And there's just a lot of cool internal stuff. And now they have uh, Amazon's recently come out 
with uh, basically a new program. I believe it's called the Alliance, and it's rolling out. We're in beta right now, and we're testing it in beta, but it's allowing for thorough tracking. So now you can do social media ads and actual track conversions without having to use discount coupons or anything. So it'll be direct convert. Yeah, and I mean, any marketer that goes on to Amazon, that's one of the first things they truly ask is like, well, how do you track conversions and everything? And, and it really hasn't existed before. Those are all positive. Some of the negatives, though, are costs. You know, like there are more costs involved now, more competition involved now. So one of the biggest things you have to focus on if you're going to succeed is return on investment. It's no longer just looking at profit margin. You know, originally we used to tell people, you know, 20% profit margin, and there was still not so much competition on Amazon that you didn't have to worry about that. There was all these standards. It was pretty clear. Amazon now has extended warehouse fees. Like we just got hit up with that uh, about a week ago, and it was like, oh, you forget about that. And the cool thing is it's still all very profitable, but it's just the, the dynamics of it that are changing. So then the things that you have to look at. Now, what I find right now is it's the best time ever to sell on Amazon because Amazon has put so many stops in place. Before it was like this wild, wild west. Now there's rules in place and there's so much more traffic and so many more systems. But where people make a huge mistake is they don't consider ROI. And what I mean by that is it's one thing just to look at your profit margin and say, oh, I'm going to have a 30% profit margin. That sounds great. That means that you, once you sell all your products out, you should have 30% extra cash in your pocket than you did before you invested in the products. Well, the problem with that now is, you know, what if it takes you twice as long to get your inventory in? What if your products don't sell as quickly as you thought? And so you have, all of a sudden there's these little calculations in there that you realize like if you're living on a budget of just a couple thousand dollars and you invest in the right in a product that say has less than 100% ROI, so it still looks profitable on books, but in reality the ROI isn't there and so what's going to happen is it's going to actually long term start affecting your cash flow because of all these other variables. And so those are the kind of things that we're teaching now that we didn't have to teach before. There's a lot more that goes into understanding the finances of the products you're starting rather than just quick, simple numbers. And the results are just tremendous. What's cool about it, the complexity that we thought it was going to create is actually created an almost guaranteed formula for finding successful products. Because you go through so much criteria now to make sure, and it's all checklists, it's all very clean, like there's not complicated numbers, it's just simple data that you already get, but it's just putting it in the right type of spreadsheet format and really looking at the numbers. And then what it does is, you know, say you've got a list of 10 products that you want to start with, you put it through this calculation, and then you'll see like this one has a 200% ROI, this one has 120% ROI. So then you can start looking at, now those ROIs don't necessarily work out to be the right decision either because an ROI on something that you're selling for $50 for something that you're selling for $20 is a big difference too. So I might want to go for the ROI of 130% on the $50 product versus you know 200% on the $15 product because my profit is still going to be better. So there's all those little discrepancies that you've got to look at, but it's not just a matter of following a few criteria, picking a product, and you've got a winner. We, we got a little bit more scientific on it, and uh, it's worked out fantastic. 
Good. You know, that's always been one of the things that kind of intimidated me a little bit about doubling down and just really going big on that was the financial cash flow management issues that arise when it comes to e-commerce physical product brands. Because sometimes if you don't really get that under control, I know several people who've kind of grown to death and you know they have to continuously sink money back into new inventory, et cetera. So the more they grow, the more taxing that is on the financials. You know, and I can almost guarantee them, Brad, that you know, their ROIs are probably under 100. Because probably. what's happening is it's not that they're not getting the money. It's just that you know, whether it's lead time, initial investment cost, any of those kind of things, that can kill you. That can yep. really kill your business because then it puts a stranglehold on your finances. And it's not that you don't eventually get there, but it just slows growth because now it's like, okay, well, I have to wait to be able to reinvest this money instead of being able to get a quicker return on it to reinvest it. Because there's nothing better. Like in a perfect situation, when someone's starting on Amazon, you know, we warn everybody, you're going to sell out. Like once your product takes off, your inventory is going to sell out almost every time. And that's because when things really take off on Amazon, all of a sudden, you know, cause you're, we teach you how to do a giveaway campaign and a lot like these launch strategies, because a lot of it is about just creating noise in the marketplace. And so you create this noise on Amazon, which then Amazon recognizes you for and starts rewarding you for, and it's all legitimate. Like we don't do black hat stuff. It's all legitimate strategies that are marketing strategies for launching your products. And so then once the noise is created, Amazon starts to reward you and you get a really good benefit from that. I think I started going down a tailspin. Bring me back to where I, why I got on that topic. Well, we were basically just talking about some of the things to watch out for. These are the, the things that sneak up where it all sounds good. I'm going to launch a product on Amazon or e-commerce or really it's any business. It's not. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. In that initial investment. And yeah, and so what ends up happening is when your product takes off, people start freaking out because it's like, oh, I don't have any inventory now and I have to wait. So when, when your inventory does run out, you have a grace period. It's a lot more damaging for an established account running out of inventory than it is for a new account because you're not really getting those top sales yet. You haven't really proven much of a history. So you come in all of a sudden, you sell out of inventory and then you're like, well, crap. I have to wait still for these sales to come in. Like there's no advanced warning. And so what happens when you have a lower ROI, all of a sudden now you're even waiting longer to be able to get your money back because of how things are going. You're getting a smaller return. You can't be investing in new inventory again, probably for another couple of weeks until the next payment of Amazon comes out. So you're delayed a little bit, but when you know your ROI and cash flow, you plan for those things. So you keep money aside. You don't invest everything because this is all about creating a business with as little risk as possible. You know, some people tell us, oh, I spent $16,000 in my first inventory order. And I'm like, why in the world would you do that? Yeah. There's no guarantee that any product is going to work, but you use as much data as possible. No different than any marketing you do. You use the data you have to make assumptions and theories that then you test and prove out. And so with that, when you're getting your new product going, when you can better manage the ROI and, and the forecasting, well, then what you can plan for is, okay, so... Once I see a certain trend starting, I need to order my inventory right then to minimize running out of inventory. Anyway, I hope that makes no, sense. That's, no, it's good. And I like, I like to talk about the real issues because 
I think that it's very easy to gloss over those when, you know, people are thinking about this and then they kind of get in, they're like, oh, wow, this is a surprise. I didn't really know it was going to be, you know, this challenging. But I like the fact that you guys have these filters, these, I'm guessing they're calculators or spreadsheets or something like that, that allows you to say if your criteria for the right products, et cetera, is correct and your projected ROI is large enough, this helps you mitigate these risks so that you're not getting a big surprise and you're not making stupid bets like you mentioned, like, oh, I just bought $16,000 worth of inventory in a product I've never tried to sell before. And we've been doing this, like you said, for nine, well, for what, seven years, you started with us. And what we do all the time, and it's no different than what we tell our students to do with their products on Amazon, is every time you're redoing it, make it better. Always be looking at how to make it better. Just add little things. You know, if you have a spatula, you know, you know that, geez, it'd be better if it just had this little angle on it because then you could do this. Do it, you know, like add it and then mark it and like keep researching and finding out what your students want. And that's the same with, you know, what our training does is we've been doing this for so long and we track results and it's all voluntary tracking of students and we see what's working, what's not working. So we keep tweaking and, you know, with what our training is, um, not only do we, you know, we figured out, okay, people are struggling finding products. What can we do to help them with that? So we found a solution. We created this incredible program that works, that helps people to do that. Then the next step was, well, okay, so now I found a product. How do I know if it's the right product for me? So we're like, okay, how can we help them best make this decision? Over the years, we've come to where we're at now, where we teach about ROI and really get into the depths of the numbers. And then the next step is, okay, now I know my products. How do I find suppliers? And now we train you on everything here, but we also realize that like, we want to help you get success as much as possible. So the next step is, now we've started with ASM 11, with this latest rendition, we're actually going to help you get suppliers for your first sourcing. So we're going to actually help you with that because once you get going and do it once, it's magic. You know, you get it, it clicks. But to have someone help you through the first time of going through this challenge, because that's one of the things we teach people is get started with a test business. Like no matter what you do, if you've never ran a business before, you've just got to start, like get the momentum going. It's kind of like if you're going to start running, you're not going to run a 10K. You're going to go maybe walk five minutes, jog a minute, walk five minutes. You know, you just kind of try, you see how things go. Whether it's any type of business, real estate or anything, you're going to try it. You're going to test it. With your business on Amazon, you know, your first product, there's no way to know if that one product's going to be a winner. Exactly. It's going to sell. But what you want to do is learn the business. You want to be able to get all of those external factors. So how do I find products? How do I make sure my cash flow will be right? How do I make sure that I get the very best suppliers? How do I launch my product? How do I optimize my product? All of those things that we know are the key foundations, we want to help as much as possible. And so we're constantly improving, constantly evolving getting better and better results all the time. And it's just really, really cool. And it's the same, you know, and I hope the lesson in that too, like if you're already selling, one of the best things you can do is every time your product comes to be renewed, where you have to order more inventory, do something to make the product better. Just the slightest little thing. Try, you know, be split testing, like the text on the side to see if you can get more visitors to a website. Like, Just anything that you can do. Don't get into a rut of, oh, I got a winner here. Don't touch it. If it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. 
And you're just missing out on so much opportunity because it's those little changes when you're listening to your customers that help brands become such well-established brands. Yeah, you're absolutely right. One of the things you mentioned, I made a note here, talking about helping people get suppliers for their first business, especially right now with all of the crazy tariff China trade battles going on. A lot of people source from China. Not everybody has to, but A, have a lot of Amazon sellers been affected by this that you've seen? B, are you recommending or when you're helping people source, are you helping them kind of source from American, in essence, distributors or suppliers first? Does it matter? Like, because this is such a hot topic right now. I'm just curious what. Yeah. So first of all, um, not every product, and it depends on what kind of materials the products are made of, qualifies for tariffs. So some people, this isn't affecting at all. The people that it does affect, it's not like it's just affects you and it doesn't affect anyone else. No, your competitors are affected. The prices on Amazon start going up because if everyone's selling the same product, well, 99% of them are getting them from China, most likely if you got yours from there. And the reality is your product's always going to be cheaper there than America, especially if it's things like made out of plastic, rubbers, simple, easy made things. The things that we don't recommend is anything that you put on or in your body because you know then you're getting into whether you want stricter regulations. And so we really recommend you go local. So beauty supplies, a lot of very successful beauty supplies people. But you know, if you're into other markets, it just you're just not gonna find American suppliers. And I recommend you look. But I have had a zero success rate of finding anybody that could match the prices based on my overseas manufacturers on any product. And at such a degree that I just couldn't compete, that I wouldn't even bother selling right. because it just doesn't make sense. And again, there are certain products, some uh, uh, kind of lotion things, like different liquid things. I know some people sell like types of polish and stuff. They get those sourced in America and they do pretty well. So, and we teach all that, like where to find the product. And at the end of the day, it's about making the best ROI decision. It's great to say, you know what? I mean, I think you want to always support your neighborhood. You always want to support the country that you're raised in. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's really, really important. But at the same time, you're running a business. And, you know, for your business to be profitable, you have to do good business decisions. And the reality is, if someone can get you a product that's, you know, five times cheaper from a foreign country, it just makes sense to buy it, you know, to sell it. Now, if it's dollar for dollar the same, So let me back up for one sec. There is one qualification that makes buying local so much better and is a price difference that you have to consider, but there better be a a smaller gap in pricing. And that's for a turnaround time to get inventory. So getting something from China, we'll just use China as an example. You can do India, Taiwan, like there's different areas. But in general, you know, you're looking at at least four weeks minimum once the product's ready till you get it in Amazon. If four to four eight, weeks. Um, yeah, four weeks, because by the time it gets on the boat, then it goes across, goes to a port, goes to your freight forwarder, and then is shipped to Amazon. You're looking at about four weeks. And so if you can get an American supplier that can get you a product in a week, you can have such better inventory management because you don't want to be investing... like. That's part of the problem is because you've got that extra time in China, you have to buy a little bit more extra inventory. 
if you get something local, you could start, like, if you know you have a one week turnaround, man, you could start off with 50 units kind of thing, like something really small. And then it's like, okay, they're starting to sell. Let's get another 50. So that is something to consider. And, you know, one thing, another strategy with that, which is why I can always, always look for American suppliers, but I just haven't found any that could beat me for the primary manufacturer is it's wise to have them as a backup if you can. So even if they're more expensive and it it isn't uh, worthwhile to have them as your main supplier, if you do run into issues, like let's say, for example, they get backed up and now it's going to be two months till you get products, so you're going to be a month out of inventory. If you had a local supplier that you could use as a backup, at least even if you're breaking even, going out of inventory for a month would be horrible. So that would be a smart strategy to keep running. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. And it's cool. one of those things that uh, you know is, is very critical for folks to understand. What would you say... As far as product ID, like, like give me an example. I know that over at baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash amazing, you're giving away like 50 hot product opportunities and yep. um, things that can do really well. Give me a short list of some examples. And these can either be just what you know will do, or these can be some products that you've just seen work really well. Obviously not talking about which exact products, so we don't want people going out there ripping people off, but Give us an idea of... Sure. So we do have certain criteria, like there's the elimination criteria for general is that when you're starting off, and especially there's a difference between someone starting on Amazon versus someone established in selling more products on Amazon. So once you're already established, really where you should be looking for new product ideas is what you're seeing your competitors selling, what you're seeing Amazon's telling you frequently bought with together asking your manufacturer, what are hot products that are selling that my competitor, you know, they'll tell you a lot of stuff too. But when you don't have any starting point like that, you don't have any customers, you're just getting started. What we recommend is first of all, you start with a product. Amazon has a BSR system, best seller ranking. It ranks in Amazon what the best selling products are from like one being the absolute best seller in a category up to you know, how many hundreds of thousands. Um, there's multiple millions and millions of products on Amazon. But anyway, so we look at the BSR because we want to make sure that the, the product has good sales volume. So the first step is to look for a product that has from up to about a 6,000 BSR. So it's, you know, between one and 6,000 BSR. And what that's telling- in the category or is that, that's not overall, that's in the category. No, that's top level category. So there's oh, every- level. Yeah. So every product will have its top level category. And so you look at that one. Yeah. Because some of the subcategory and lower ones, you might be number one in a subcategory, but that means you're 50,000 in the top level category because it's just this random category. But it's um, not well, the top level of all of Am- It's not the top 6,000 products in Amazon or is it, or no, is it like no, top 6,000 no, no. in like health? Yeah. Or- for example, like health, home and garden, kitchen, that kind of stuff you want to be because you want to be in that niche. And so then once you know, okay, this product is a BSR of say 3000. So it qualifies. Then you want to look at the reviews and you want to, so you want to find a bunch of products because you want to make sure if it's only one product that you see that's below 6,000 BSR, it could be someone that has a real, is driving tons of paid traffic to their ads, driving tons of paid traffic, has a huge mailing list on their website, like there's so many variables, but if you see more than one in that category, 
then that's a good sign that it's not a fluke, that it's an in-demand product. Because not only is it selling well, but there's a few of them selling well. They don't have to be the exact same product. I mean, for example, it could be a, uh, I mean, a coffee mug, you know, just different types of coffee mugs. So if you saw that, yep, there's three coffee mugs in this doing this well, different types of coffee mugs, this is a good, um, let's stick with spatulas. I always use that as an example. So there's three silicone spatulas that are doing well. They're under 6,000 BSR. That's good. Now, how many reviews do they have? And so when you're starting out, the more reviews a product has, the harder it is to beat them, especially if they're over a thousand reviews and you're coming in with zero, you know, like people are just not going to trust your product yet. The social proof isn't going to be there. But for products, if you can find products that have less than a thousand reviews, once you get to double digit reviews, it really doesn't matter. So you want to find products like less than a hundred reviews, ideally, that are selling well. So you know it's got a high BSR and it doesn't have a lot of reviews because reviews are really important to be able to rank your product, get conversions, all those kind of things. And we teach you how to get those. The second thing is weight. The third thing I mean, because weight and size can destroy a business. If you think something, you think, oh, I can load 50 of those things in there. But if they're, they're weight three pounds or more, they pay by the weight too. So not only are you taking up the space, you're taking up the weight. So ideally, you start with something as light as possible, under three pounds, preferably under a pound, and as small as possible so that you can get as much into a container as possible, because that'll save you so much when you're getting started. You know, if you want to come out of the gate doing a big oak cutting board, that's going to be a lot of money invested in shipping and handling and all those things. And that'll cut right into uh, the amount of inventory you'll be able to buy. So you don't want to do that. The other part is, is it private labelable? So for example, a iPhone is not a private labelable product. And what we mean is, is it a product that a manufacturer can make that there's not all these patents and all of this kind of stuff involved in it, and it's not overly complicated, and you can get it going pretty easily. And I mean, every product under the sun, I'd say out of all of them, 95% of them are private labelable. And you can see that on Amazon, like whether it be bowls, hangers, furniture, clothes, shoes, kitchen supplies, gardening supplies, garage supplies, automotive stuff, uh, scrapbooking, crafts, diapers. I mean, the list can just keep going on and on. Like any of those niches, there's products to be sold, products to be made. I mean, you look around your room right now, like I look around in here. And I see, you know, you've got these hooks for hanging pictures. I see candlesticks. I see tablecloths. You know, there's just constantly, I see picture frames. I see uh, supplements. Um, there's so many little things, uh, these little earbuds, pens, pads of paper. Like you could private label any one of these. And so you start looking for these products. And one of the things that's really good to do, and this is not a game changer. This is not like, oh, if you can't do this, it sucks. If you have a desire for a product, that helps a little bit more. If you have a familiarity yeah. with a product. If suddenly I was to start selling, I'm trying to think of scrapbooking stuff. I'm not a scrapbook. I have no desire to be a scrapbooker and uh, I don't know the first thing about it. So I'm not going to be able to write content. I'm not going to be able to relate to the audience. That doesn't mean I shouldn't go into that market. I might find it's a great market and I'll make it work because it's a great market. But if I found like, let's say there's scrapbooking versus mountain biking, I love our dirt biking, you know, any of those things, things that I love to do, it'd be like, yeah, I'd much rather sell in that market because I'll be able to 
I'll be a, a customer. Like, and if you can be a customer of your product, that's pretty powerful because then you know you relate to them. That's not a deal breaker, I should say, but it does help. So it really helps you kind of pinpoint, and especially when you're looking at different options. And those are things to consider too, depending what you're going into the business for. Like if it's a lifestyle business versus any type of something where, no, I just want to keep making the most money and reinvesting. Those are going to be things too, because if you really care, like I really want to create something that I can be a part of, that I can create the content versus no, I want to create something that I can hire people as soon as possible and just sell that company. Those are two different directives too. So think about that when you're getting started. Right. Going back to finances, realistically, and I know this depends, but I'd like to get a range. What it typically takes, if I was starting from scratch today, and I had a, I used one of your products. Maybe I even picked one of them from the uh, list that you've got, as I mentioned over at baconwrapbusinessforward.com forward slash amazing. I pick one of those. I imagine, by the way, on those, you've kind of already done some of the ROI research and filtered them out. So those are all ones that green light. Yeah, they're all ones that are making between 27000 to 250000 I think, a month. Okay. So yeah, so what, all doing very well. What realistic budget? should I set aside for startup marketing, inventory, et cetera, before I start to be able to utilize some of the revenue and earnings from my business to self-fund it? Because this is not a business that you go into, you know, if you're struggling to put food on the table and you're negative paycheck to paycheck, et cetera, it's going to be hard because this is something that requires inventory. It requires a little bit of capital. What's a realistic budget to kind of get something off the ground and I'm not talking about the minimum, like, oh man, if you were just super smart, but I'm saying it was a realistic budget, 5,000, 10,000, 50,000. No, in order no to- not anywhere near that. So I'd say uh, 2,500, you're in a good spot because you can spend about 1,000. What's beautiful about this business model is you can start with a very low budget, let's say $500. Okay. Now, what's the problem with that is, is you're going to be very limited on what options you have for products to get started with because manufacturers, suppliers are going to have a minimum order quantity and you can oftentimes negotiate that, but they usually want to start with a pretty significant investment of most of them are going to make you have at least like 300 units, you know, and so 300 units, if you're spending $10 a unit, you know, there's 3000 bucks. And you want to start with at least 200 units to get started with. And so basing it on that, if it's going to cost you, you know, say you're selling the product for 30 bucks and you're getting it for 10 bucks. So then you're like, okay, well, that, that budget works out that I should be able to afford this. So we try to figure out for starting, it's about the quantity to get started with. So you want to start with about two to 300 units, because the reason is, is you want to not have so many units that you're stuck with inventory if it takes longer to sell and you're stuck with that cash tied up, but enough so that you can get some momentum going. You can do some giveaways and you can start getting sales. And so the idea is, you know, the first week you get everything set up. The second week you start, you're promoting it. You start getting a sale once a day, once every two or three days. And then all of a sudden the next week it's one to two sales a day. And then it starts going three, four, five, like every day it starts growing a little bit more. And then it drops down a little bit and then goes and you kind of forecast like, okay, on this rate, I'm going to be out of my 300 units. I've reserved a hundred of them for the promotions. So now from standard sales, 
you know, I'm, it's going to take me this long to go. We'd never recommend anyone go with more than probably about a thousand units. I just think if you're going over that amount of units, you're just at risk that, you know, this product might not take off as quickly as you want. And if your money's tied up for a full year because you bought too much inventory versus you try 300 units, yeah, you made your money back, but it just didn't sell well. It, it, there was extra costs that you didn't realize about. So you recoup your costs, hopefully have a little bit of profit out of it, and then reinvest in a new product because you tested that one and it didn't really work out. Right. Most times, like because of the way we train and all those kind of things, usually the first product you go with, you have a good chance of success. And I'd say that's really one of the biggest things that I find is, you know, it's interesting when people join our program, how many people you talk to and they say, oh, I went through the training. Then you look at their listings. It's like, well, no, you didn't. You know, we teach you specifically not to do this. And they're like, then you realize like so many of them just skim. You know, and it's like, you're investing in yourself. Why were you doing that to yourself? Why are you cheating yourself? Like you basically just gave away money because mm. you're not investing in yourself whatsoever. So, you know, that's one thing I recommend you do. Like no matter what you do, no matter who you follow, uh, make sure you implement track and really do the business. Like don't sit there, you know, and especially if you're going to buy a course, like follow the system, man. Like that's the whole reason I'm in business because we create things that work. And the idea is if someone's investing in me, I'm assuming that that means they're investing and going to dedicate their time and get this done. Because really it does take about one to two hours a day if you really want to make it work. So, you know, I recommend at least an hour a day a week. You know, if you can't do it every day, try to be as consistent as possible because what happens if you breaks up too much, then you start forgetting what you did. You're finding other distractions, but if you can get into a routine an hour a day and constantly be working on the checklist, all of a sudden you're retaining a lot, you're learning it, you're building momentum and you're taking action and it's working really well. I just want to finish your question there. So yeah, please do. This is great. With, with the inventory thing, so again, keeping in mind two to 300 units, and that's the ideal thing we're trying to tell you to. So just multiply that with how much it'll cost you to get started selling a product. I mean, on average... You know, people are not spending more than 10 to $15. I mean, if you're upwards of $20 for what you're paying for, for the product, you're selling it at a higher end too. So two, $3,000 can get you going for a wide variety of products. Might cost you a little bit more, might cost you a little bit less, but I'd say that's my guideline. Okay. When it comes to the promotional efforts, especially to get something off the ground, there's a lot of ways to do this is the, if you were to, you know, give us the top two or three or four or five, 20, whatever, <laughs> uh, promotional strategies. Like, so you mentioned sponsored ads. So that's one way to kickstart okay. things, right? Sponsored ads on Amazon. Does that, is that what gets a lot of people, especially if they're starting from scratch and they do not already have a big audience? I mean, it's really powerful if you already control a big audience, whether it's a, let's say it's a Facebook group about cooking or some kind of an audience where you can immediately direct your yeah. people there and to go buy from a trusted source. But if you don't have that and you're starting from scratch, is it sponsored ads? Is, are there, what are a couple of the other more effective? The beauty about sponsored ads, so number one, yes, I love sponsored ads because the insights it gives you. First of all, Amazon has so many places now. I believe it's like 16 to 17 spots in the search ranking. So when you go to Amazon and you type in a keyword, out of the 30 or so listings show products shown 16 of them are going to be sponsored 
So they place you, you know, they put you there and then you get to see firsthand what are the keywords that people are, are going to searching for and buying your product with on Amazon. So then you can increase ad spend on those keywords, but also more importantly, you can optimize your listing because if you see that one keyword is making way more money than another and you don't even have that keyword represented on your landing page, you're missing huge opportunity for ranking for that keyword, for connecting to the person that's using that keyword, all those kind of things. So that's incredible. So then once you, then why that's so important too, because until you've got your opt, your listing optimized to the right audience, I don't really recommend doing all these other strategies because you want to make sure your listing's optimized first. So get your sponsored ads going. Traditional things like press releases, YouTube videos, social media, they all work great. Press releases, doing multiple press releases, a lot of good strategies for press releases. A lot of people are like, ah, the press releases don't work. Well, those were people that back in the internet marketing days just tried to spam the world with press releases. Press releases still get content out there and you have a legitimate business now where you're selling a product where you have newsworthy items, products going on sale, new design for a product, new review, customers so ecstatic about this, special discount, new launch, save 50% on this product. Like I can, those are all newsworthy stories that you can use press releases for and they do generate buzz and revenue. Um, Facebook ads work absolutely powerful, especially when you're doing uh, different kind of promotions. There are other things like there's rebate programs where people can, you know, get 100% off on your products. Those start to get a little bit riskier, but really like the standard things of, you know, just think, what is your job as a marketer? So your job as a marketer is to find the audience that wants your product and then make your offer as irresistible to them as possible. So when you're first launching your product, you don't have testimonials, you don't have a lot of things. So you, first of all, you have to get some reviews. You have to be able to get reviews. And the best way to get reviews is to either give away your product or sell it at a discount and make people really happy and then follow up with them after to do a review. Now, you got to be careful with the giveaways because Amazon does not want you incentivizing reviews. So that means you can't tell someone, hey, I'll give you this product for free if you give me a review. But what you can do is if you say, hey, how'd you like to try my product? I'd love to give it to you for free. And let me know what you think about it. So then if you give it to them, like family members or anything, and then you say, hey, if if you did like it, like ask for honest feedback. And if they're like, this is great. This is really cool that you have this product. Say, hey, would you be able to leave a review on Amazon? Now, Amazon tries to scare everyone and say, oh, you know, you can't control reviews and everything. But it's like, come on. My mom should be able to review her of my product. But then once you have like one or two reviews on there, then more reviews will start coming, especially when you give your product away at a low price, because now you have a happy customer. So you sell it to them for like 90% off, and then you follow up with them and say, I hope you really enjoyed that product. You know, you got a great deal on it. Wonder if you'd be interested if you're happy giving us a review. Ideally, you try to get your product up to at least 10 reviews before you do a really hard push on it. So you do a discount push to get some things going. And then once you've got those reviews, that's when you start really driving traffic on it. So you've been running your sponsored ads for a while. You've got this data. You re-optimize your listing. So now your listing's converting, targeting the right keywords. You've got social proof on the page now that your product's good. And so now that's where you really start driving heavy. And you do that through everything you can, like, whether it be press releases, influencers, 
Um, and a lot of times, that's one of the things that like people will say, oh, this doesn't work anymore. It's because they only do, let's say you're going to choose YouTube. If you do a YouTube video every day, you will start to grow traffic to your product. You'll get better at creating the YouTube videos and it'll start doing more and more and more. Maybe you don't like that. Maybe you like Instagram. You know, when you're starting your product, a great strategy, actually, I have to give Ryan Moran credit for this. I think he talked about it at our SellerCon event last year, uh, just a few months ago. He said, document the journey of creating the brand. Like, get your Instagram account started, and now just start documenting your creation of this brand. Create the Facebook page. Document the creation of this brand. Hey, we just ordered the product. Hey, the product's in. Look at how awesome it is. And like get that journey going so that people see that you're real, that you're building this real company. And then you start giving giveaways. Hey, um, if you've been following me, I'll give this product away for free to the next 10 people. You start running ads to that. You get more people. You start building up your Facebook page. A lot of this is long game kind of stuff too, because in it, like you want to build a brand. You don't want to be a Walmart on a wall, an Amazon on an Amazon. I mean, like you don't want to be this seller on Amazon that sells fishing gear, baby supplies, and automotive equipment. Because then you're really spread thin on your voice, on your marketing, uh, your communications, and your branding. So you, instead, what you want to do is you want to go really deep into certain niches. So it's better that you would pick a niche like, say, the baby market and really expand on all of that because you're going to already have all those voices. And when you're creating your Facebook page and your Instagram page, you can really figure out who your audience is. But if you've got like five different niches and you're trying to create one Facebook page, it's just not going to work. Yeah, you're right. So walk me through a, a big success story you've kind of seen. Like, let's, let's have a little bit of fun with this. Let's brag a little bit. Because I mean, I've been actually taking you to task on some of the more nuances, operational questions, the stuff that's quite honestly, it's not as sexy, but it's the real aspects that sellers have to deal with. But let's talk about, what happens when you do it right? You know what? Before I do that, and I'm going to give you a couple of really cool stories. Oh. The best advice I could give anyone right now is, you know, stop running your life and start leading it. And that's the same for your business. So whatever you're doing here, if you're going to start this business, your goal is to lead it. Your goal is to take charge, figure out what needs to get done and get those things done. And not just sitting there doing things for the sake of getting them done. It's about making a plan and really leading to that plan. And it's going to make so much more difference. And the reason I say that is because so many of our success stories are people that repeat that same thing is I had focus. I just stayed focused. I knew what I wanted to do. And I worked every day on getting that done. They were leading it the whole way. Oftentimes people will buy something, get involved in something, and they'll just start doing things because they think they're supposed to instead of really following a proven path where it's like they have goals. One recent one, Ann Ferris, single mother who uh, lives now in, uh, she was a lawyer in London, England. She ended up hating that life, uh, met a surfer, moved down to Costa Rica, was financially things weren't going that well. She was doing pretty good, but like the, she wasn't really happy doing it. She started with ASM. And with just one product within a year, she's doing consecutively over one and a half million a year. And she just, she has a very highly profitable product and it's all about a lifestyle for her. If she's able to be an awesome mom to her kids, 
She lives in Costa Rica. She really gives back to her community. She gives back in a lot of ways. And it's just a beautiful story. What's scary about that one is I don't want people thinking like the first product you're going to pick is going to be an instant success like that. Like, remember, like these are all, some people it takes them until they're like 10, 20 products till they're really starting to see, you know, a lot of momentum. I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name. You're catching me after. We just did a post about this. There was about a 68-year-old gentleman who's seen great success. He's, he was ASM, might have been ASM 10, ASM 9, just a recent one. And, you know, it was one of those things where he addresses, you're never too old to get started. And here he is, you know, he was 68 years old when he started, was totally at a different phase of his life than he thought he would be. And now he's running a successful Amazon business, able to, uh, you know, do the things in life that give him enjoyment. So it's just such a neat spectrum. You've got this young woman who seen success to the other end where you've got this older gentleman who's seen success. And it's, it's amazing. You know, when we have our events and we have people that line up around the room to come give us a hug and tell us how we've changed their life, you know, people that didn't think that they had hope, that they had, there was anything for them, you know, and it makes me think I was actually getting a radar detector installed in my car a couple of years ago. And this guy's sitting in there and he sees my car pull up and he's like, oh, whoa, man. He goes, in another life. He goes, I'm past the age I'll ever have anything like that. He had no idea it was my car. And I'm sitting there looking at him thinking, you know, at the time I was 46, he was 33. And it's like, what a self-sabotage thing to say, man. It's like, you're never too old. It's what it's like, you know, I didn't even start trying to create my own business until I was 32 years old. That's when I went out on my same own. Like Same here. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, never too old. So, you know, that's one of the great things about our program. It doesn't matter what age you are, uh, whether, you know, you're 18 years old, whether you're 30, 40, 50, female, married, single. You know, we have a great lady that she travels with her husband, their military family. And because all you need is an internet connection, you know, wherever they're living in the world, she keeps running and growing her business. So many cool success stories. Like that's, that. that's beautiful. I love stories like that. And then, so your training, amazing.com, like what makes this different besides just the fact that you guys have been doing this for a long time, you've sold a lot, you've had a lot of success. What really makes your training different from all the other places that people can learn from going to YouTube and blog posts and other just courses? Like what? really makes you guys' stuff stand out? First of all, it's organized in a systematic approach so that the idea is you start here and we give you action items. So you're never trying to figure out, well, what should be the next step? Like we're hand-holding you through that. Number two, actually, and I'd say number one actually should be the results. The results our students get. Like that that just proves beyond a doubt. Like we have, like you said, well, over 30,000 students now. We estimate that our students are doing well over $9 billion totally on Amazon right now. Bezos sent you a thank you card yet. (laughs) We've been talked to with Amazon a lot, but yeah, I mean, that would be so wild to eventually talk to Bezos about this. So those things set aside, we are constantly updating our training. So that's something that I was so surprised at with competitors is they'll create the training and they'll sometimes have them two, three years out of date. So every six months, we audit our training and we dedicate to update at least 50% of it, no matter what. If 70% of it needs to be updated, we will. 
but we look to make sure like if this isn't changed, if something isn't updated, could we just make a video better then? So we try to improve it. So in March, basically we do the audit and then in September, we completely redo the course. We do it from ground up based on all the data that we have. We completely change it. So we update all the videos to make sure that everything is the latest, greatest proven to work. I mean, we've been doing that from day one, you know, from day one, we used to teach doing private label, wholesale and Kindle. And then we realized after the first year that 99% of our success was coming from private label. We decided let's just focus in on that and make that better. And so we've just constantly been refining it, refining it. So we don't just offer training. That's the big thing. So we have mentors that collectively are doing millions of dollars a year that are in the community and they're in the community because they've grown up in the community. They start in the community and they give back now. They just love changing people's lives too and helping them. So you've got all these mentors that are dedicated to being in the community to help you. We have weekly coaching calls so that every week you can make sure any questions you have, any updates about Amazon, anything like that, you're in the know. Because we don't want you being left behind at all. We want to make sure that no stone is left unturned. And we track your progress. We're making sure that we're watching you. But also we provide solutions. So for example, we have a new solution now that we've implemented for helping you find a product. And it's the best solution out there. There's no solution better for it, making it much easier for you to find a product. We have the better solution now for helping you determine profitability and long-term viability of a product. These are all brand new things that are being implemented. We bring on new trainers. We're constantly looking. We have such a high caliber and we're always looking, how can we make it better? How can we make things so that students get better results? We're always looking at ways to implement traffic strategies. You know, our dream would be to almost have a push button system eventually, where ideally someone could just say, I, you know, I want to pick this product from this supplier and sell it here, you know, obviously that's not going to happen, but our goal is to make it as easy as possible for someone to be able to learn and create a profitable business. And our goal is to have someone creating a profitable business within six months, meaning that from when you start to when you actually are selling and starting to make income on Amazon is a six month window. Now that depends on you spending that hour a day and dedicating yourself And that hour a day really is a little bit more intense upstart, you know, those first eight weeks of really going through. Learning. Yeah. But ideally, and that's one of the reasons. So, you know, we offer a 30 day money back guarantee right up front because it's like a lot of people find out by the third week, it's like, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, it's great to talk about the success you can have and everything, but some people just don't like running a business like this. They don't want to. Other people absolutely love it. So that's the other thing too. You know, if you're a plumber, and you're extremely, extremely happy being a plumber, why don't you just keep being a plumber? It's about finding things that give you fulfillment in life. And you can create products on Amazon that are your brand that actually create change. You know, once the brand starts growing, you can start donating. The Zigglers, that's a great family. They started about four years ago. They're doing well over $4 million a year now. They're giving back by traveling the world and doing eye care. They're both optometrists. That oh, join wow, that's cool. Them. Yeah, they quit their optometry and now they run AS, their uh, physical products businesses full-time and travel the world giving eye, bringing eye care to third world countries. It's absolutely incredible. And they're such a beautiful, good-looking couple that are just the nicest people. And it's just so great to see how they give back the way they do. And there's a lot of that where people are 
constantly giving back through it. I mean, when you can start to really make a change in this world through what you're doing, it gives you so much fulfillment. I couldn't agree more. So, I mean, with that being said, speaking of giving back, you know, now's a chance for me and my audience to potentially give back to you. Whether this is personally or as a company, what's a nut you're trying to crack right now? And by that, I don't necessarily mean just what's a general goal you're trying to accomplish that you're kind of on track for, right? But this is that nut. You're trying to get into it. You're trying to crack it open. And that could be a skill you're trying to learn, a person you're trying to meet. It could be a specific challenge you're trying to solve. Just anything that could jog my brain or that of my listeners. And if, and if you don't have one, that's cool. But if you do, I'm going to crack some nuts here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great question. One of the challenges with training people and investing in people is getting people to take action. Action is yeah. Have you ever heard the, the old saying that, and I love this, everybody wants to be different, but nobody wants to change. So yeah. being different is like this, it's like a light switch. You just flip the switch and you have the lights on. Nobody actually wants to go through the process of all the change and the action that is necessary to become different. So... So with, for example, with our training, like when it, we have this new brand new version starting here in October with it, we offer this extended six month guarantee. Okay. And all that's required is that you follow the system and do things by certain dates. And we've set it up. So like, we're so confident. And what the guarantee means is that after six months, if you're not happy with the business that you've created, we don't talk about profitability. We don't talk about like, just not happy. it's just, if you're not happy, we'll refund the product. Now you have to take action and follow the system. And you would be astounded with how many people don't do anything. And I'm sure you wouldn't be astounded. No, I was just going to say, I wouldn't be that astounded. Yeah. You know, we try to put our money where our mouth is and we say like, we know we're so confident in this, that if you follow the system, you submit this stuff to us over the next six months, that you'll have a business that you'll be happy with. Now, if you're not happy with it, because you realize, you know what, I don't want to sell on Amazon, then it's like, okay, we'll help you get out of the situation then. Because we realized like, if you're not happy, well, then that's the one thing we couldn't guarantee you on. And we thought that was going above and beyond, but it's just really like, and I don't think this is maybe the right nut to try to crack because I think I'm getting into- No, like, that's all right. This is good. You know, it's just really like that idea of procrastination. So many times you hear people just say like, oh, I just haven't had time yet. And it's like, well, I bet you've had time to watch TV. I bet you've had time to go on Facebook on your phone. I bet you've had, you know, you're doing all these other things. And it's- and they, try, they have exactly the same amount of time as Jeff Bezos in a day. You know, and it's like, it's almost insulting when people say to me, I don't have time. So like, They haven't made it a priority is what it exactly, is. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. So yeah, that's a big nut to crack because, you know, I want to change the world. I want to help people. But so often it's just- People don't, you know, do they not want to help themselves? Are they afraid to take action to prove themselves wrong? Self-sabotage? Along those lines, I just heard a very poignant thing last weekend. So do you know Sean Stevenson? He was a motivational speaker, three feet tall in a wheelchair. Oh, he just passed away? Yeah, he just passed away. So he's one of my best friends and I've known him for years and the most inspirational guy I've ever met. And we were just this Saturday at his celebration of life. 
ceremony. And I, I'm actually, for all my listeners, I will have either published, republished my episode with Sean after this episode or before this episode. It might even be before this episode. But if you haven't seen him, he's just one of the singularly most inspirational guys you'll ever meet. And his entire life's mission was to rid the world of insecurity. Because if he had, you know, he's broken 200 bones, he's three feet tall, but still lives life. Like his nickname was the three foot giant. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring this up is because he cared so much about people when he would go on stage and try to really affect change. And during the celebration of life, his wife, Mindy Kniss, who spoke just beautifully about him, she said, you know, there was a time or for a long time, he would give these speeches and he would go on these tours, et cetera. And he would be so exhausted. And it wasn't just because of the energy he put out there. It's because he cared so much about changing the people in the audience and really making an impact on them. And then he's obviously, he's not going to rid the world of insecurity, right? It's impossible to do. He may have rid a few people of it, et cetera. But she said, she goes, it was when I convinced him just the very obvious fact that it's not your job to help these people. They have to help themselves. You can be the catalyst, but it's the old horse to water analogy. But she said the minute that he realized that as long as he was giving his best, what people did with it was uh, really up to them. His entire energy shifted and he actually got better at what he did because he, he wasn't hanging on so tight to the results. Just, I can give you what I give. And it was just a, what you said just really made me think about that because it happened literally on Saturday. And, but I mean, it is one of those things. I mean, you've got 30,000 students. 30,000 of those students are not millionaires. I guarantee 30,000 of them, not all 30,000 have made a, a dollar on Amazon, but it's not because of the training. It's really because people have decided, I want to take a pill, uh, which means buying a course, but then they, they buy the course and they realize that the course doesn't do the work for them. I've been guilty of that. I've done that. I've bought the course and I was like, yeah, now I actually don't want to work on it. But ultimately, all the work that we do, as, whether as consultants, course creators, experts, thought leaders, is you know, it's designed to give people the inspiration to change. But I think it... No, it's wise words. I mean, it is true. Like, I think you always in your business want to try to identify ways that you can help them absorb the content easier. But at the end of the day you can never get them to take action. Like yep. what they do with, once they absorb the content. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, and, and uh, I am sorry about that loss. Uh, you know, he definitely, he was an inspirational guy. He was a beautiful story, actually, the tribute. I know, uh, yeah, you know Polish had a really nice tribute to him. Too. He really did. He sure did. So anyway, back to uh, amazing. So the best place that people can go right now, because uh, we're wrapping up here, and I appreciate you sharing that nut to crack because it's a very real one. It's a hard one to crack. Ultimately, people have to crack it for themselves. But if people want to crack the nut of creating a, a real business on Amazon, one that is complex, but not overly complex. It's one that is a lot of the simplicity is added by the training and taking people through a step-by-step -step methodical way. You guys have an avenue for that. And you've yeah. got some amazing results, uh, pun fully intended. And you're even uh, setting people up with, you know, if they're curious with uh, at least, what is it, like 50 different products that are doing anywhere from twenty dollars to $200,000 a month that they can go download for free at baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash amazing. And they can start to get a taste for this. 
and see if it is something they want to do. And once more, as a guy who bought your super original product back in, I think it was April of 2012, one of the first things I remember thinking is, holy crap, these guys created a really robust course. This is not what I was used to seeing. And you guys have been known for that for the past, what is it, seven years. So I can't recommend your product enough to those who... Yeah, and you still have access to uh, the latest version too. You know, once you're, that's one of the things too that we provide is that once you're a member, you're a member for life. So you'll, I haven't even uh, tried logging back in. I'll have to check that out. Just contact support if you can't, we'll get you fixed up. But yeah, with the baconwrapbusiness.com slash amazing, I think that's the best thing um, I would recommend because first of all, you'll get the download. So you'll um, register your email. This is a special page just for the podcast. And what we'll do is right away, you'll get the download and we'll also give you directions to be able to access free training that'll really open your eyes. And the whole idea of this training is to educate you on what the business opportunity, what the business model really is and the key steps for how to get it going. With this free training, we have many people that actually use this free training to create businesses because it gives you so much groundwork into it. But they're very digestible, small bite-sized videos with handouts, tools, so you'll get access to uh, our research tool, how do you find suppliers, all of those kind of things. And it's all free training, just designed really for people that are interested in this business model and want to see if it's something that they could actually do. We share with you a lot of good success stories too, so we try to hit as many demographics as possible so that people can see how this could relate to their life to make sure if it is something that you'd be interested to go to. But yeah, definitely baconwrapbusiness.com slash amazing. And the 50 top products that you're going to get. So those are brand new. We just updated this list. We update it for it quite frequently. And we focused on products that would give at least $27,000 to $250,000 revenue per month. All focused with, it all follows those criteria that I gave you about their BSR, the weight factors. So these are all products you could go in and pick one of those products right away and start looking for a supplier. The document, I wouldn't really recommend using it like that. What I'd recommend using it as is more of a guideline when you're looking at products, it'll kind of help you identify more of the types of products you could look for. And then it doesn't mean that those products that we have in the document aren't the best one for you to go through. But I always recommend you check to see what other options are because finding the criteria for this stuff is not hard. And you'll learn all about that through the training. So it's really, I'm very proud of it. We've been doing this for seven years. I have no doubt saying with great pride that we have the best system for helping people get creating an Amazon. And this isn't an Amazon business. I want to refine that. What we teach you to do is to create your own brand of physical products where you're leveraging Amazon to launch the product. From that point, there's so many options you can do. You can leverage Amazon to go international. You can start selling on your own e-commerce sites. You can start selling on Walmart, all of these different uh, platforms across the internet. But Amazon is the granddaddy of getting started. And that's why we focus on that. That's awesome. I love it. Well, Jason, I think uh, you've spilled a lot of beans and added a lot of sizzle to the show. And I, I really appreciate all your time on here and all the resources. And I encourage everybody to go check out baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash amazing. And once more, man, thanks for being a guest. It's, it's always fun to see you. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
Okay, this episode is almost done, but our time together doesn't have to end, at least not yet. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss the next episode and head on over to baconwrapbusiness.com where you can find more bonus material and you can leave me a voice message with your question. If it's good, I'll read it on the air. And if you have a business problem you'd like my brain on, send me an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. Tell me more and I might be able to give you a second opinion on what's keeping you stuck. See you on the next episode.